0: This is Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700. We'll have two hours of advanced analysis, the X's and O's, headlines around the NBA, and breakdown of your Utah Jazz. Here are your hosts, Zach Harper and Andy Larson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome into the Salt City Hoops show on ESPN 700. Sorry for those technical difficulties. Uh, The power went out here at the studio, and so we uh just sat in the dark and uh, or at least medium dark and medium dark weren't yeah. able to provide you with fresh nba utah jazz content but but,
2: but there is fresh nba utah jazz content yes because they're they play basketball games they've won yeah basketball games
1: we have a lot to talk about we got a actually. lot to talk
2: about so it's good that we have a shortened show
1: that's bad <laughs> I like that's very bad this is when we need the show most zach I'm Andy Larson, managing editor of saltcityhoops.com. This is Zach Harper. What do you do now, Zach?
2: I kind of just hang out. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll have a job hopefully in about a month.
1: Okay. Yeah. Zach is a famous person on the internet. Sure. Uh, you can follow <laughs> him that. on Twitter, at Talk he, he gets a lot of his fame through a, a pretty solid Twitter handle, all in all. Yeah. Misleading uh, Twitter handle, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> uh but nevertheless despite you're you're not unhappily unemployed let's put it that no i'm
2: no i'm very happy uh i've i've formerly been employed by by espn and most recently cbs sports and uh should have something good pretty soon
1: do you know what it is or like are you are it's narrowed down but it but
2: nothing even close to official so uh so hopefully, hopefully none of it falls through, because then, because then I'll have nothing to do. Right? And then and I'll really I, be in trouble.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then I mean, we'll start hiring you to do articles for KSL.com. Yeah,
2: like I can write about you know what, what the latest car accidents today. Car accidents. Netflix.
1: Ooh, picks. Netflix lists do really well on KSL.com. Yeah,
2: my Netflix list could be very
1: controversial. Ooh. Uh, we I mean actually if you <laughs> <laughs> this is not a bad idea this is not a bad idea i, I don 't care that you 've got things narrowed down yeah i 'm going to pitch you on stuff all right let 's <laughs> <later>. do that <laughs> anyway um as always, this is a social show, so please uh chip in if you if you 're still listening after after the break at Andy B. Larson or at Talk Hoops on Twitter. You can also call us, hopefully. I don't know if that's working yet, but hopefully it is. 877-353-0700. Right. Or if
2: you have our cell phone numbers, we'll put you on speakerphone <laughs> and put you up to the microphone. I
1: did that, so... Uh, After the Rudy Gobert extension was was announced on Monday, uh, the Jazz set up this conference call for reporters to call in and ask Dennis Lindsay questions about it. Yeah. And that didn't work at all. Like, it was a kind of similar situation where, like, when we all called in, it was just dead air. Right. So, in the end, we all ended up calling Dennis Lindsay's cell phone individually and just doing, like, an (laughs) Apple based conference call. Nice little conference call there. And then, of course, I had, I I put that on speaker and recorded um, him talking through my voice recorder okay which is a very very not good for audio quality i bet it setup. sounds great i it's, bet
2: there's no way that that sounds poor
1: but the good news is that i actually have some quotes from that that we can okay. we're going to talk about during the show today. all right i also just want to talk about how how good the jazz have been what's going well for the jazz what's hasn't maybe been a bright spot for them so far sure. on both ends of the floor i want to talk about that rudy gobert extension as well as alec burke's um his surgery injury yeah. His, or yeah re-surgery i Re- guess right uh and then we want to talk about the whole nba as well you know we, we've got a lot of storylines going on around the league uh and, and kind of figure out which of them are real and which of them are not let's right? jump in cool all right uh and i'm told that cell phone, all right, phones are down so so you, you have will have to you have to have our, to,
2: cell, phone have to have our <laughs> cell phone numbers if you want to get on the air
1: or you can just call or you can tweet in at andy blaerson at talk hoops okay so the Jazz 3-2 and two record and coming off of two straight wins against the San Antonio Spurs and Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'll start big picture. Sure. How good are the Jazz?
2: Very. Very good. I still think very good. I mean, you know, I think I threw out 78 wins or whatever. <laughs> whatever I ended up throwing out before the season started. 50-something 50, 50 wins. Uh, 54 wins, I think, um, prior to the season. And, you know, the game in L.A., against the Clippers was not good. Right. That was a very bad showing. Also, weird time. And so, I don't know, on the road, weird time spent the previous night. In it big, may
1: be a Saturday night. The, greatest,
2: the greater of the Los Angeles area, I'm sure, uh, possibly contributes to some of that. But, um, you know, all right, so you have a bad one there. You you lose to Portland without Gordon Hayward, without Derek Favors. You've won the other three games, including snapping the streak in San Antonio with a great win in which you shut them down, didn't allow a single point in the final, what, 345 of that game right. or whatever it was. Um, hit a back to back with Dallas, and Dallas didn't play that well. Jazz didn't play that well. Still got out a win because George Hill's awesome. Um, I think you've got to feel really, really good about a three and two record.
1: Yeah, I thought you know, kind of going through that schedule, I thought they played really well in Portland. Actually, even yeah, absolutely, loss, yeah. I, but, I mean, they... that's
2: a that's a tough loss, right? Like yeah. that's you know, Joe Johnson's great for them, and and they nearly pulled that one out.
1: And I mean, Blazers shot sixty eight percent from three. Right. You throw your hands up. What are you and gonna say, do? Congrats. Right. You know, g- good. Good showing, Damian yeah. Lillard, and you only, and they only
2: allowed like 19 attempts from three, right? So right. it's just they hit the ones that they were
1: allowed. Right. Uh, Lakers is probably a win. Clippers again, road game. That's a loss, and, and the offense looked really bad during Awful, that game. Awful, yeah. Like just horrendous. But then you come out the next night and score 114 against the San Antonio right, Spurs. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's big time.
2: That's huge. I mean, they're 106, they're 106, sorry, 106. Right. The they won 106 to 91 or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, that that Spurs team had been undefeated they were kind of destroying everyone reminding them oh by the way we still have greg popovich and Kawhi leonard and we're quite good um and so to to go out there and win that game without gordon hayward is i i don't know i still feel like even within the whole jazz sphere if you want to call that a thing uh i kind of feel like the loss of gordon hayward isn't properly being you know credited to just what it should do this team and I think yeah. that's a credit to, Qu- to Quinn Snyder and I think it's a credit to The guy stepping up in in his absence I
1: think you really look at it in terms of how it's affecting the bench unit because you, you look at like how the Jazz are Are doing when different players are on or off the court, yeah. right? Uh, George Hill who we'll talk about more later For example when he's on the court the Jazz are beating their opponents by 10.3 points per hundred possessions very good when he's off the court the Jazz are losing 15 points per 100 possessions, that's right? That's a big swing. That's, right? that's, <laughs> that's a big deal. Right. And, you know, A lot of that is that George Hill's a very good player, but I, I think the bench, other than the San Antonio game, is kind of disappointed. Um, Shelvin Mack hasn't been good. Trey Lyles has been good in two games, but not the other three has been pretty bad. Uh, Dante Exum is still kind of floating around, I would say, right. for the most part, not getting a lot of shot attempts. So you you have you have some some weaknesses there that you didn't think you were going to have coming into the season.
2: Right. Yeah, but I mean but you also have, you know, with three rotation guys down, you know, that's that just Right, that's uh, how that works. Yeah, that's just how that works. Like they probably no offense to Shelvin Mack, they probably don't want to play Shelvin Mack at all right now, right? right. Like if Alec Burks was healthy, you know, maybe they throw a, another point guard out there to play next to Dante Exum because they, they seem to like that. But I don't know if that's out of necessity. I don't
1: think I don't think they love that like concept. I think it's just out of necessity. quite Right. Honestly, so, cause... yeah.
2: So if that's the case, like Alec Burks is healthy and Boris is coming off the bench and as a power forward and all this stuff. And, you know, Derek Favors wasn't having to come off the bench for a couple of games. Like, I think that they're just decisions you have to make and you have to you have to roll with them. And sometimes it works. Mostly it's. Uh, it's been working so far, and and it feels like they can play a lot better, too. Yeah.
1: If Dante Exum... It, you know, Dante Exum has to be your backup to get there, because if it's not, it's Joe Ingles, who is right. a slow person.
2: He is a slow person, officially, yeah. And
1: maybe that's why the bench worked against the Spurs, by the way, is because Kyle Anderson is their...
2: Oh can guard you and can you outslow you can, the slow guy
1: that's that may have been the plan, yeah, and it and it, it did work it
2: did work, yeah so, they they kept thinking like, all right, Kyle Anderson's so slow that he's going to trick them, and Joe ingles like, no no no, buddy, you're not slower than me,
1: shows off his uh incredible innate talents on the floor to be slow to be slow, Joe ingles
2: also shooting the ball but I mean, he's a good shooter,
1: uh Joe or yeah, yeah, yeah there are good things about joe ingles yeah. don't get me wrong this
2: team's shooting the ball incredibly well
1: yeah they're eighth right now in terms of three point percentage i believe
2: okay yeah i thought they were like top five like i mean they're shooting like almost 39 percent which is spectacular that was one weird thing to me towards the as we got closer to the seasons people were saying like all right what are the jazz weaknesses and to me it was just turnovers like mm-hmm. turnovers are will be their weakness but for a lot of people, are like, oh, I don't know that they have shooting. I was like, I don't know. They were like 12th last year in three point percentage, and added Joe Johnson and George Hill. Like, yeah, I just don't think shooting is going to be a problem for them.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's very true. Uh, so, just to correct myself, fifth in terms of three point percentage, eighth in terms of attempts taken. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you uh, with your turnover point. They're currently 18th in the league at that. So right. Know, so it's still kind of an issue. That right? is, they are below average at. at you know committing too many turnovers yeah so yeah i, I think but, but what i'm telling you right now is you were right
2: oh i <laughs> I almost never hear that so i'll take it
1: <laughs> i yeah i, I just uh, you know i i think there's there's a lot of good things i don't think you know they're not going to go 15 for 31 every night they're right not gonna, yeah, the, yeah, yeah those are good performances that we've seen over the last two nights uh where they went near 50 percent in do both you, nights but
2: do you think they got lucky last night Against Dallas, because I mean Dallas really shot the ball horribly to start the game, and and I felt like they were getting good shots.
1: Offensively, no; defensively, yeah. I think they got super lucky. I mean, Dirk
2: goes four for fourteen. Like, when does that happen? And he and and he just missed five from three. Yeah, over five from three, and he had really good looks. It's not like they were all over him for most of these looks.
1: Yeah, I thought Quinn's comments after the game were really interesting. And he said, like, they're such a non-conventional team in terms of having Dirk at the five and playing for so many threes. I mean, they took 48 threes in a game (laughs) last week. They did. Uh, First
2: game of the year took 48 threes.
1: (laughs) Which, you know, is a lot. Yeah,
2: that's a lot. I mean, 48 threes in 53 minutes. That's a a healthy attempt.
1: We'll talk about whether or not we believe in the Mavs later on in the show. Yeah. Rodney Hood's a little bit up and down so far, but he's still going for 17 points per game, an, uh, four and a 4.6 rebounds per game. Uh, he's
2: shooting the ball really well,
1: right? I mean, you look at the overall percentages, and they're great. Yeah. They're basically it's a couple games with 25, 26 points, and then there are a couple games where he's not shooting the ball well with 10 to 12 points, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I think that's going to be Rodney Hood's mo, maybe for the rest of his career. I mean, that's kind of what outside shooters their their games tend to look like.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's a especially with the league becoming more perimeter oriented. Good cuz he can shoot. Right. Uh bad because they're going to try to take that away. Right. Uh
1: have we I I mentioned George Hill's on-court off-court stuff, but have we talked enough about him and No, he's been? stupid
2: good. Like he is so he like watching him last night because there was a struggle and it was an ugly game and then all of a sudden there was just this point in the in the fourth quarter where he just seemed like, "Eh, I'd really like to go take a break by by you Know dominating this game and, and kind of extending the lead a little bit, and um, and it just seemed like he decided they weren't going to lose, like they weren't not only they weren't going to lose, but they weren't going to play an ugly style of, of yeah. basketball anymore. And he just like he just abused them in the pick and roll with um, with kind of figuring out like he and, and also Joe Johnson did a really good job, I thought, of kind of getting that defender in the pick and roll on your hip and making you decide are you going to defend the, the guy with the ball or are you going to defend Rudy? Gobert at the at the rim mm-hmm. and it was a tough to, it's a tough decision for the defense to make
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I I thought the jazz did that well I thought it was interesting uh, Mavericks go on a 15 to 2 run last night to cut the lead to yeah. seven going into the fourth and then they hit a four zero run starting the fourth uh, Quinn Snyder puts in George Hill right at the start of the fourth there and uh, you know the jazz take a pause take a timeout and then go on that run that extends the lead ultimately to 16 or 17 or whatever they won the right. game by uh, and you're right that George Hill was absolutely in charge of that was driving that he showed that ability against the Lakers here in yeah. Salt Lake as well he showed that in San Antonio going on a personal 8-2 run against the Spurs right. when in the fourth quarter you know had, incredibly yeah. <laughs> that, you know, we just don't see him. Uh, we don't see players go on those kind of runs consistently because right. it's, it's hard to score 10 points in every fourth quarter you play in. It,
2: it, <laughs> I mean, if it was easy to do a lot more people <laughs> would do it. it. It's definitely hard. Uh, and, and he's just like, everything is so calm yeah. with him. It's not like this guy is like driving wildly into the paint and getting these good rolls or getting to the line or whatever. Like everything is just so smooth, compact and measured in a like, I this will sound really dumb but the way I when I watch him play I just think that is a professional point guard yeah like that's just what it looks what's, like what's
1: he bad at like that's
2: uh, I get I like I guess he's not like I in Indiana I felt like he was he struggled he struggled turning the ball over if you like really pressured him in a pick and roll situation okay but even then he was like rated out as one of the best scorers in the pick and roll so like if he got a shot off it it worked but other than that like I don't I don't know I mean, I, like, he's a pretty good playmaker. I guess he could be a better playmaker. Yeah. Maybe he could be better going to the rim, but for the most part, he just looks he looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I feel a little bit bad for Pacers fans right now because Jeff Teague has been a little bit of a nightmare over there going right. 11 for 50 in his first yeah. four games or whatever it is uh, and just hasn't looked good on, on defense at all. But George Hill's defense has been spectacular, too. He's got yeah. a crazy wingspan.
2: It's like 6'9 or something yeah. like that, 6'9 and a half, and um, – yeah, he just doesn't let a lot of guys go by him, no. unbothered.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you know, it's blocking shots from behind. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's incredible. And he's got a cool
2: warm up routine. What's that? We saw we saw him last. night. He's like doing these weird oh, yeah. like jumps, There's, like these weird like turn like three sixty turns that are travels because <laughs> he's not dribbling the ball at all. But he does like this weird catch the ball, jump and turn around and take a shot.
1: It reminds me of, like when I was a kid, I would try to do. I wanted to do a three sixty real bad. Right, I'm, like not a three sixty anything with a basketball, just. Having the coordination to jump sure. into 360. Yeah. I'm talking like when I was like five or six, right. you know? And so I would like almost get there and wind myself up all the way and then go like 180 degrees and be like, whoa, rats. Let's try it again. I
2: remember the first time I lowered my basketball hoop to six feet and I tried to do a between the legs dunk. It did not happen. <laughs> it did not happen at all.
1: It reminded me of just like he's just doing like 180s and 360s and then shooting it. it yeah. Was, it was funny. He's coordinated. Uh been easily the Jazz's best player so far.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, and Rudy Gobert's been really good. I think, but uh, but George Hill kind of just makes everything work.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you think the Jazz like the Jazz actually could get, offer him an extension? Uh, the way his contract is, or they could, you know, he could just go to free agency and, and see what happens there. Well, that's is a, it worth going for?
2: How old is he? Thirty. Thirty. Right. All right. But all right, how bad is he going to be at thirty four?
1: Uh, probably worse right like worse but
2: but he's your four I mean with the way the roster is constructed he will be either your fourth fifth or sixth best player at 34 right depending on how guys develop and all this stuff sure you may be paying him a lot of money at that point but I don't know like him at 34 assuming no injuries as your fourth fifth or sixth best player you're probably pretty good
1: yeah it depends a lot on what kind of contract you can get and maybe you don't want to make this decision after five games right but Right. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Lindsay is probably more measured I mean, than we're being right here. His, his, five, his five games, uh, really some of the best of his career.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that you want to – I don't know about the extension, but I think it definitely has to be someone that you you try very hard to keep in, in yeah. the off season. And, and I, I don't know how much sense it makes for him to, to agree to an extension.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Uh, on the other hand, Dante Exxon doesn't look like the kind of point guard that's ready to take over. No next season defensively
2: he's been pretty good but yeah. offensively it's just it's really hit or miss
1: right it's not even that i just think it's not usually there like it's not like he's making offensive mistakes really i, I just think that he's not involved in the offense that much especially when he's playing yeah
2: yeah i mean he's playing a lot of two right and right. so i don't think they're using him quite in the same way they use alec burks right you're right you know but um but I think he's just kind of supposed to be there and picking his spots and picking when to attack. They probably—I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. I was going to say they probably would like him to attack more, but maybe they wouldn't.
1: Yeah, uh, Dante XM's usage so far: fifteen point eight. That's actually better than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, fifty fifteen and a half P.R yeah
2: okay it's above average right that's (laughs) or uh, exactly average i can't remember what the average average is is 15 so okay 15.5 above average player there you go
1: (laughs) dante x everyone lock it in uh all right we gotta take a break uh it's coming back we'll talk more about the utah jazz and how good they've been this season joe johnson rudy gobert we'll talk about more about rudy gobert's extension alec burks's injury and uh a lot of other stuff next on the salsa hoop show on espn 700
0: yeah Halloween. Talibank. Talibank. the home of the best utah jazz and yeah. nba breakdown is right here this is salt city hoops on utah's number one sports talk espn 700 all right welcome back into the salt
1: city hoop show on espn 700 uh Continuing our talk about the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert's, let's let's talk a little bit more about Rudy Gobert's extension, yeah. signed this Monday, it's a four-year, $102 million contract that kicks in at the, at the beginning of next season, so he'll play this one out for just over $2 million before getting paid $25 million next season. That's a
2: good raise. Great raise. Yeah. 1,000% raise. Not bad. Yeah. I would t- <laughs> I'll take. you, I would take that. Uh, if the Jazz want to give me 25 million dollars next year, I'll take it.
1: Seems 2 million? Uh, I don't know. I got
2: yeah, that, that's where we got a big a big gap between in, between the two amounts.
1: Interestingly, uh only 90 million dollars of that is guaranteed. It sounds like they're about 3 million dollars per year in incentives. Uh it sounds like those are probably likely kind of defensive uh,
2: base, like make de- all defensive team or play 75 games or
1: uh no, I I was saying that they're actually kind of the other way around. That they're easy things like go to P three every summer and work out with oh, jazz okay. coaches and and yeah. uh, those sort of things in terms of, uh, kind of keeping focus so that way you're not wasting 102 million dollars. Sure, I I don't you know those are all things Rudy Gobert would do anyway, just because right. he cares and wants to win. Right, but. You know, it's it's nice to have that in the contract, I guess, that you get three million dollars if you work out with the jazz's coaches every summer. Yeah. It's hard to turn down. Uh he will be the highest paid jazz player in history. So okay. Well,
2: I mean that's just the kind of obvious economics right?
1: but, of the NBA, right? Right. But you know, it's it's kinda it's kinda cool, right? Like yeah. there's something there's a torch there, if you will. Um sure. at least until Gordon Hayward signs a deal this summer for probably also the max and then it's also probably gonna be around that same dollar value. Uh, right,
2: so does he even ha- well? Does he even get to be that?
1: Pro- it depends if Gordon Hayward signs with jazz, Oh,
2: right? intrigue! Right, I mean, well, all right. Maybe not. So there was this idea that you would wait until next summer to sign Rudy to the extension because it gives you flexibility with his cap hold. Right, his cap hold is way lower well, than uh, yeah than what his dollar amount would be that they've now committed. And that you would maybe want that flexibility should Gordon Hayward decide to leave. Right. And that way you can go after another free agent. Does this extension make you feel better about the chances of Gordon Hayward staying or that they are more confident? Or is it just, eh, let's get it done. He's taking less than the max.
1: Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think it's more about the latter. I don't think that the jazz. I think the jazz are fairly comfortable about where they stand with yeah, Gordon Hayward right, right now. And yeah, I, you know, if if you thought Gordon Hayward was leaving, I don't think you'd do this deal right now. But I think right. the jazz have kind of always been at least relatively confident they could make a solid pitch. Uh, and I think you know, with how they've been playing recently, with George Hill on the roster, with kind of making the moves that Gordon Hayward told the team that he wanted to see yeah. when they, when they met after the season uh in what was that april may you know right. remember all those rumors that came out that gordon hayward was unhappy Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brian getziler and, and all that uh all those reports i guess actually led to a productive conversation between dennis Lindsay and gordon hayward about what they wanted the future of the team to look like and i think gordon hayward feels much more on board and he feels like you know the jazz might actually go somewhere even as soon as this season
2: 50 win team
1: 56 win team 54 to said? 56
2: wins Something in that range.
1: Uh, I also think it's interesting. Kind of asked Dennis Lindsay when we were on that awkward phone conversation sure. <laughs> mentioned earlier uh, that uh, he, I, I asked him, you know, what kind of skill improvement do you want to see from Rudy Gobert? You know, do you, is, do you feel like he needs to be better in order to live up to the $25 million per year? He said, you know, not really. This is. This contract kind of reflects his value right now, which I think is true, given he's the best rim protector in the league. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that he said he wanted Rudy to develop skills, but in a very specific sense. Let me read this quote to you. He said, "When we say skill, it could be better footwork that allows him to catch the ball better, gather quicker, or go up stronger." He wants him to work on pivoting skills. Quinn inverts our offense so the bigs handle a lot, handle it a lot, it being the ball. Rudy has always been a very willing passer. I think now that we're three years into his development, he's more of an able passer than before. When we got him originally as well, his free throw shooting motion was quite elongated. We shortened that up a bit and we've seen better results, right. as, at least so far this season. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not that they want to see Rudy Gobert hit a 15-foot jump shot. It's that they want to see him have better footwork just around the rim and in, in terms of going, catching the ball better, going up and finishing, uh, more quickly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I've actually gotten quite a bit of flack from, uh, some of my friends over this, but I, I, t- I tweeted a few years ago. I think it's harder for tall people to dunk than we assume. Okay. Um, and this was kind of centered around Roy Hibbert of like why Roy Hibbert's seven, three and has an incredibly long wingspan. He catches the ball by the rim. Why is he throwing up awkward shots instead of just dunking on everybody? Mm-hmm. There is a balance involved, right? There is a center of gravity and a balance involved with, with anyone trying to dunk a basketball, let alone a tall person. And just because you are tall doesn't mean you have the balance to do this constantly. And that's why young tall people are so awkward on a basketball court until they find that coordination. I think Rudy Gobert shows a lot of that in terms of he, he'll catch the ball about four feet th- from the rim and you look at him, you're like, just go dunk the ball. Yeah. And it's not always that easy because you have to feel comfortable in exploding to the rim, absorbing contact, landing properly all the all these mechanics that go into it, and so I think that at least like we saw it last night, like there was a play where he caught the ball and he went and dunked all over Justin Anderson, right, mm-hmm. and those are the kind of plays that you want to see from him where he is completely balanced, coiled to spring towards the rim and just unleash hell on anyone who is in his way. That's not always easy to do, and you have to learn how to do that. Not all guys can learn it with that consistency. So I think in terms of what Dennis is talking about here, um, a lot of that makes sense to me in terms of just being – being more prepared as you catch the ball and learning to make that a muscle memory thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what we see from things like P three and, and yeah, kind of how sure. the sports developed in terms of a sports science thing. It's now all of a sudden instead of focusing on just strength, you know, I think a long time ago people would have said Rudy Gobert needs to to bulk up, you know, literally be fatter, and then also just have more lower body strength, and that's probably true. Yeah, um, but. He needs more balance too he needs to be better at very specific skills things like those pivoting skills that i don't know that he would have gone through pivoting pivoting drills 10 15 years ago
2: right yeah and i think that that's just something of a lot of people will see a a big man and you have to like you have to have good coaching from a young age right and you have to have the right strength coach and all that kind of stuff of like you see a young big man you're like i eh, just go stand at the rim yeah, like the, l- the rules allow it, just go stand the rim, and you don't necessarily learn those those skills of like those physical skills of how to be a big man rolling and moving towards the basket. And that you know, if you have to catch up at that later in life when you're playing against the best competition in the world, that can probably be tough.
1: Yeah, Giorgos, our our Greek friend who listens to the show every week. Hi, Giorgos. Uh, says, can we keep Hill, extend Derek Favors, and sign Hayward again? I think it's tough to keep them all.
2: You can. It's just going to cost a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, if you if you look at how much money that costs, and you've now paid Gordon or Rudy Gobert twenty five million dollars a year, you're yeah. going to pay hopefully you know Gordon Hayward that twenty five to thirty. Yeah. Extend Derek Favors for twenty to twenty five. Right. Uh, George Hill is going to be fifteen to twenty. Probably, probably. twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe even higher. Yeah. Maybe know, higher. Yeah. As, as a big as a a guy with a lot of experience. So yeah. you know, his, his max is bigger all of a sudden. Yeah. You're at a hundred percent of the salary cap very quickly yeah. with four players. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Dante X, you need to resign, obviously Rodney hood moving forward. Yep. Trey Lyles. These are hard decisions. You probably do have to let one of those guys go. I mean, um, you may have to trade Alec Burks if a team will take his salary on at this sure. point. It probably won't at this point. Maybe you need to see him be healthy before you can consider right. making that sort of move. But yeah, you can't have all eight of these guys in their second contracts.
2: It's tough, and, and you have to make tough decisions. What they can do, though, is agree to terms with all these guys, and then at some point just trade somebody. Yeah. Right? Like You could absolutely lock up Derek Favors, and then Trey Lyles gets really good, and you move Derek Favors for picks or young guys or whatever, or cheap veterans down the road, or you do that with, uh, with Gordon Hayward. You do that with Rodney Hood, or you do that with George Hill, this right? This is a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have, but it does cause some very tough decisions that can aggravate a core, aggravate a fan base, whatever.
1: Yeah. I, I think you, I I do think there's a pretty good like strategy of sign everybody and then trade them later. I mean, think about like, it's better than going the James Harden route, right? Where instead of you signing a guy, uh you you trade him immediately and trade him to the oklahoma city Thunder right. for over you know a five million dollar right. disagreement in terms of over the cost uh, over the term of a salary uh just keep the guy keep james harden or your and figure harden it out later right figure it out yeah. later like i think the jazz have the opportunity to do that
2: it's definitely a better problem to have of like how do we keep all this talent rather than how do we get talent right, right? like that yeah. seems to be a, a pretty advantageous problem
1: and the jazz i mean that's it's a big step forward from where the jazz were 65
2: win team of course
1: (laughs) all right we got to take a break on the other side a little bit more jazz talk than going around the nba next on the salt city show right here on espn 700
0: you're listening to salt city hoops on utah's number one sports talk espn 700 all
1: right, welcome back into the Salty Doop Show. Andy Larson, Zach Harper with you. Uh, we've got a question from Twitter, and if you guys want to ask us questions as well, you can tweet us at Andy B. Larson or at Talk Hoops. Adam asks, do you think Joe Ingles takes over the backup two when Hayward returns an XM to the backup point guard, pushing Mac out of the rotation?
2: I don't. I don't, think, I don't think it's a defensive matchup they want.
1: Yeah, I don't think Joe Ingles really works as a right. backup two. I mean, so that moves Joe Johnson to the to the bench, right? Right. But he doesn't yeah. work really as a backup two either.
2: Yeah, probably not. I mean, maybe against some of the bigger wings. Like, if they were playing OKC, you could throw him against, uh, you know, Andre Roberson or Anthony Morrow or someone yeah. like that. But, yeah, for the most part, probably not.
1: Really, what you want to do is probably stagger Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward as much as possible. Yeah, so absolutely. you don't have to play joe ingles at the backup too basically right, right, right. i mean I, I like joe ingles don't get me wrong but oh i think I, I he think... should
2: play because i think he makes smart decisions with the ball and i think he's a, just a phenomenal shooter but you want to limit that defensive matchup
1: right if you can be against a three or a four it makes a lot more sense right. than against a, preferably a four probably a a smaller backup too right uh yeah so anyway that's that uh so let's Go around the, not around the NBA. That's the name of another segment. That's next segment, right? Yeah, but I, I do want to talk about the NBA. Yes, because there's a lot of fun stuff going on in the league.
0: Uh,
1: in fact, let's go in or out to start this segment. Ooh, I like that. Um, Do we have the sounder? The in or out sounder?
0: Dream trades, uniforms, and everything else the NBA can throw at us. Are you in or are you out? We'll decide now on Salt City Hoops.
1: Uh, it's so game showy it every really time. It really
0: kicks in, though. Yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah. Love, that, love you, that that's a thing. You
2: throw this into a game show phone app, and I buy it, 100%. Do you,
1: do you see my tweet about NBC's latest game show? No. NBC's latest game show is called Shotgun, and it is... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually sounds worse that I've given you the title. Uh, but basically, it's it's Cash Cab but in a Race Car.
0: Oh, I like
1: Where that. The the participant is in the passenger seat of a race car going around a NASCAR racetrack. Yeah. And then they ask him um, trivia questions.
2: Big fan of Cash Cab in my naivete uh, of the youth. Uh, I used to ser- search out that Cash Cab, not realizing how set up the whole show was.
1: <laughs> like you would tr- just go around New York City. I would just like to start looking like, hey, that
2: van, that van could be the Cash Cab. <laughs> <Let> me, uh, <laughs> no, it's not, not the bald white guy driving it. All right, next time I'll try to find it.
1: So... But that's not how it works. They no, they, they go and find
2: up. people. Yeah, it's all that's it's terrible. TV, everything on TV is set up, all the reality TV is uh, set up. Yeah, okay. Bummer. Yeah, oh, but well. still. Anyway, Cash We'd love Rachel. to be on Cash Cab.
1: It's Cash Cab, but fast. Why did we? Oh yeah, In or Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about. Last week we talked about players, right? Whether or not their performances yeah. were real. Now I want to talk about teams, and there are some kind of surprising records, both good and bad that I want to see if you think are real or not real. Sure. Let's start with the Chicago Bulls out east. They're 3-1. and Uh, They're shockingly good at shooting the ball, given the talent they have on the floor. Right. Um, They've been pretty impressive offensively. Dwayne Wade, again, hitting threes in a way that uh, Clay Thompson, for example, is not. Sure. Is it real? Like no. Okay.
2: No. You're I, out. I'm out. I I think they could be a playoff team still because it's the East. Yeah. I don't think the East is very good even after our surges last year of of Eastern Conference competitiveness. Mm. Um, but no, like I I think it's all smoke and mirrors. Like you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard my my magic rant before. Like I I hate magic. Not the Orlando magic. No, I just
1: actually the magic are on this list. The so. concept <laughs> of
2: magic I just find to be oh. really stupid I've never gotten it and uh and I think they're all just swindlers. <laughs> like, like all magicians are just
1: IRL magicians or like Harry Potter magicians. Do you have anything against Oh them?
2: well I'm against Harry Potter magicians as well, but mostly IRL okay. uh <laughs> magicians like David Blaine. Like I okay. loathe David Blaine.
1: Okay, that's that's he's a loathable character.
2: Yeah, because I feel like he does seventy five percent of a trick and is like, Hey, I did it. Like that, like he's gonna stay in a box above London for 40 days. He makes it 30 days. Which, by the way, 30 days in a box above London, that's phenomenal, right? Don't tell me you're gonna do 40. Yeah, he <laughs> says set he's gonna, too high of expectations. Right, he's gonna hold his his breath underwater for 12 minutes. He makes it eight minutes. Doesn't even seem possible to do eight point. minutes. Shouldn't have told me 12. <laughs> so I feel like the the Chicago Bulls are like, hey, we can hit threes. And then we're going to get to February and they're going to be a wasteland behind the arc. And, and they're going to be like, well, we hit threes earlier. And I'm going to say, well, you shouldn't have done it at all.
1: It is weird how much like early season performance drastically changes the expectations of a team. Yeah. Like if uh, the Bulls go three and one in games like 62 through 66, no one cares. No one cares. No one talks, no one talks about it at uh-huh. all. No one's like, oh, the Bulls are on the way up. Right. You know? But. Nevertheless, we have nothing else to talk about. Right. So here we go. Good are.
2: example of this last year: Minnesota Timberwolves go eight and eight out of the gate. Okay, a, a Timberwolves team is supposed to be bad—they mm-hmm. finished with twenty-nine wins. Okay, so what did that eight and eight start, like? And everyone got freaked out. they were like, "Oh my god, this Timberwolves team's pretty good. They're eight and eight. Yeah, and it was like, eh, "I don't know about that. Let's see if it sustains." It doesn't sustain. Now this team will probably not win only twenty-nine games, but the Bulls probably aren't going to win fifty games, <laughs> either, right?
1: <laughs> right. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Right uh yeah i'm I'm with you i don't think it's real i think I'm, i might like rondo's performance in terms of like being a good fit for them i i might be willing to believe in i, don't I know. could buy I,
2: that just in the in the Hoyberg offense of needing the ball to move right mm-hmm. yeah i can buy that
1: but i i don't think that like the three-point shooting will k- keep up i i'm worried still about their defense uh, i don't think this
2: is gonna be the third best offense in the league yeah yeah or the 10th best defense okay yeah
1: the wizards oh and three
2: this wizards team might suck
1: which is such a bummer. Like John Wall is really good.
2: He's really good. Um, I was talking about this with, uh, with someone with someone who does, who knows things. Okay. And his question he kept coming back to that's me. It's a with, good source. Yeah. <laughs> League sources. Well, I, I realized I almost gave it away on the air, and I don't fine. know that they yeah, would yeah, want yeah, me yeah. sharing this information, but uh, and their their question kept coming back to me because we were talking about the Wizards a few days ago, and he was like, "Who do they have that can get a bucket?" I was like, "Well, Bradley Beal." They're like, "Yeah, sort of." Who else? I'm like, well, John Wall can score. I'm like, yeah, but you don't really want him doing that. Who else? It was like Markeith Morris, and they and they really respond with like, What did you just say? <laughs> like <laughs> like Markeith Morris cannot be their third option. Yeah, okay. Um and so I kind of think that I don't know, like maybe they can sc- scrape together some stuff defensively, but I really think this offense could be in trouble. And they and they don't have much of a bench. Yeah. Trey Burke plays a lot.
1: I was driving by Vivint Arena today and just looking at George Hill on the side of that building and not Trey Burke on the side of that building as it was last year. <laughs> yeah. and I just felt so much better about my sure. life.
2: Yeah, no, that's a big boost for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at some point, like George Hill is going to have a slump, and yeah. I'll feel like you know less positive about that. But
2: like the Wizards are the worst defensive team in the league. I don't think that's going to hold. I think they're probably around fifteen to eighteen or somewhere in that range um, at their best. But like, I mean. I don't know that they're much better than the twenty-first offense.
1: I don't trust Scotty Brooks to like inspire them through X's and O's coaching to be. Incredible. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, maybe not.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm out on them too. I guess. I mean, like, I don't think they're going to be zero and three, but I don't think they're making the playoffs this year.
2: Pro, I mean, maybe not.
1: They didn't last year. Yeah,
2: why? I I like the Bulls much more than I like the the Wizards. Okay, and I don't like the Bulls all that much. Yeah.
1: Okay, that means something. Yeah. How about the Orlando Magic out East? One and three so far.
2: Uh, I was <laughs> I was on the Ringer podcast with Chris Vernon and ah. and we tried to figure out if uh <laughs> like I he we were talking about how bad the Magic are and I said are they were I said are they worse than the Sixers and he thought it was ridiculous but then the more we talked about it and then watched that yeah. game the other night where the Sixers barely lost to the Magic and he was like I think they might be tied yeah like this this Magic team's bad
1: it's weird like it's. It is like a roster talent issue is and roster fit issue. Yeah, I feel right. Like. Yeah, I, feel, that's, I, feel like I the, guess the, f- that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: I guess. The, I mean, who's their best player? Serge Ibaka? So,
1: yeah, probably should be.
2: Who's their second best player? Evan Fournier? Aaron Gordon? One of those guys? Like, Aaron Gordon being Not your second best player, I, I just don't think he's very good. Okay. Like, he can score and he can rebound, but I don't think he... Those are important skills. Sure, but I don't think... I mean, Anis Cantor can score and rebound. Okay. How much do you like him? Would Less. you want would you want him as your starting center? No, right. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it is, right? Like maybe he's not that bad defensively as Ennis Kander, but he's not far from it. Okay. Um I think Aaron Gordon is your second best player or third best player four years from now. Great idea. Mm. Right now? Probably not.
1: Yeah, I I don't think he works as a 3. Um Yeah, I pro- I mean definitely I not. As a pick and roll ball handler yeah. that makes no sense.
2: Yeah, he I mean he could develop that, but not right now right. and Alfred Payton, I just don't think it's good.
1: Okay. Ever? I
2: mean, I think he can be a starting caliber point guard, but okay. you need thirty of those in the league, right? Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, what does that mean?
1: Okay, so he's he's going to be a starter, but he's not going to be a... right. But he's
2: not a starter you want. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I I am out on them for roster fit issues. Yeah. Um, I I think they can start to figure things out defensively a little bit. I think they'll have to make some changes, whether that be yeah.
2: You got to move Vooch if you're going to have Bism- Bismack Biyombo, right? Yeah. And then and then and then even from there i don't know what you've done
1: start to have a defensive you know like a Baca-Biombo next to each other is, could it be it should fun. be
2: yeah i mean they they should be able to hang their hat on defense so far they're 27th i mean it's that's a small sample but right, they're 27th right. at, after 4 games and they played the sixers in right exactly <laughs>
1: exactly uh Pelle's are 0 and 5
2: yeah i'm 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 in on them being awful because it, like it's re- it's painful to watch
1: I I you know when they get Drew back and Tyreek,
2: they'll have two competent NBA players. I mean, Drew's solid. Yeah, Tyreek. I don't I don't know about the fit there. Um, like it, it's taking- they have
1: a player who put up a fifty and four and fifteen and eight and whatever else. He Look, did. he's
2: averaging thirty one and twelve, and, in, <laughs> and none of it matters. Uh. None of it matters. Like that's the their second leading scorer is Tim Frazier. Okay. How many people wa- listening to our show know who Tim Frazier is? Tweet us. <laughs> Tweet us. Do you know who Tim Frazier is? I'm gonna guess no. Name the call like without cheating and googling. Name the college Tim Frazier went to. Washington. Penn State. Okay. So there you go. Like look like he's uh, he's yeah. their second leading scorer, Ooh. and that's not gonna hold because they will get Tyreek back and they will get Drew back at some point. But that team sucks. There is very little talent on there. I like Etwan Moore. I like Langston Galloway. Uh, uh, but, like, I like them as backups, and they're supposed to be backups on, this on the team. Solomon Hill is on that team? Yeah, shooting 30% from three. Shocker. I'm really shocked <laughs> by that. I'm shocked his two weeks of good three point shooting didn't hold.
1: Yeah. I uh, Good for him, though. This, Get the money. What, uh, you know, similar situations where a player as good as Anthony Davis has been on this pad of a roster?
2: Um, I don't know. Like those. Those two thousand five to two thousand seven Timberwolves teams were pretty like, bad. That's
1: that's what comes to mind. Is Kevin Love Kevin was Garnett, on some
2: pretty bad Timberwolves teams. A lot of Anthony Davis deal with is the Timberwolves. better than Kevin Love, though. 100 percent. Yeah,
1: he's he's about as good as Kevin Garnett. I think I think that's the fair comparison. Uh,
2: well, no, I don't agree with that at all. Okay, uh,
1: okay, but mm-hmm. you're right. He
2: can't pass, and he's not. He he, he's pass. not an impactful he, defender. Like, he's right. just not. That's, he hasn't that's been. Fair. Um,
1: but like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I went too far. I'm sorry.
2: Here's their schedule. Uh, they've lost at home to the Nuggets. Oof. Probably a game they should have won since yeah. they kind of put up 15-15. <laughs> and uh, it's at home against the Nuggets. Lo- like, you know. Lost at home to the Warriors. Fair. Okay. Yep. You can buy Legit. that. Lost in San Antonio. Fair. Okay. Um, lost at home to the Bucks in a game mm. they should have probably should have won.
1: What do you mean by that? I mean, it was close and okay. they,
2: they should have closed it out, right? Um they ended up losing by four, and then they lost in overtime in Memphis scored eighty three points
1: uh was Memphis playing Conley and Gasol?
2: That's a good question. I don't think Gasol played am I lying about that. uh no, they both played
1: okay, so that's fair okay.
2: yeah you can you can buy
1: that yeah i'm again, I don't think they're a playoff team but I, you know, they're. I, I think they're. Good. Once Drew gets back, that to me is is a bigger deal than almost Tyreek.
2: When's their next? Uh, all right, they play tomorrow night at home against Phoenix. That has to be a win. If
1: that's not a win, I
2: don't think you can call games a must win. Two weeks into the season, that is a must win. If they don't win, Anthony Davis should take a vacation. And just say you guys figure it out. Two weeks. Do the LeBron yeah. two weeks off. Do, yeah, but make it a month. <laughs> You're still getting paid, Anthony. Fake an injury. No da- one will judge you.
1: <laughs> no one would be like, oh, this is new. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dallas is 0-4 after losing last night to the Utah Jazz.
2: Um, I don't want to be in on them being bad. Right. Because I believe in Rick Carlisle. I do think there is talent on the roster, but I don't know. Like, I It was like if Dirk isn't really good for them offensively. I don't know what they have.
1: And you know yeah, so he's missed like, the last two games before last night yeah. with a stomach thing and right. obviously that's not going to stay for the whole season right, exactly. presumably. And you know last night he said he was tired because he hadn't been playing in games and for was sure. you yeah. know presumably dehydrated or whatever. So you look at that and say, you know, Dallas is obviously going to improve with Dirk Nowitzki. But beyond that, like where it's a lot of hoping in Rick Carlisle magic to do some right, David which, Blaine stuff. Right, which I
2: believe in Rick Carlisle is a magician way more than I believe in in David yeah. Blaine. Uh like Harrison Barnes has been solid. Yeah. He's been a solid player. Uh Wes Matthews isn't hitting threes right now. Darren Williams, I don't know, has bad hair. Um <laughs> you know, like like Bogut's been okay. Uh okay. like I think the talent is there. I think Carlisle can find rotations that work. Uh, but he really does need some guys who can just play some defense.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's that's what he has. I mean, right, right.
2: Like I think their offense will kind of correct itself, but the defense, I th- I mean, especially like if Boger goes down,
1: Dwight Powell was probably their second best player yesterday. Dwight
2: Powell's fun. I don't know how good he is. Yeah, but he's fun.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard. If Dirk's not scoring, they they it's yeah. It's or if they're not making a lot of threes, right?
2: They have a player named Nicholas Brusino. Never, our friend Angie Treasure. Mm-hmm. He, Brusino was about to check in the game. She
1: said, "Who is that?" I said, "I have no idea. <laughs> Never heard of this guy in my life. <laughs> this is not a not a player." <laughs> Devin Harris remains out. By right. the way, yeah. Uh, relatedly to the Brusino story, that we didn't know <laughs> this story. <laughs> and how about the Oklahoma City Thunder undefeated at four and zero? They beat the Clippers last night i'm in yeah not as a
2: undefeated team but
1: they haven't <laughs> played much uh i like the win over the clippers um this game tonight is going to be a lot of fun yeah starting in 15 minutes yeah, we've this got game, the thunder playing the golden state warriors get yourself to a tnt yeah.
2: that's what i say that is going to be a fun game russ is russ Can't like we're trying to buy we're trying to find all these things like all these hidden messages right and Ke- kevin durant noted photographer files someone who loves photography sure russ shows up to the arena tonight in oakland wearing a fr- official photographer orange vest
1: that's not a thing that's people not wear. a thing
2: people. he claims he found it in spain or something yeah um, he says he
1: went to spain and then saw it on some girl and was like hey can i have that yeah. some photographer official photographer i just feel like he's lying. Uh, yeah, that, that seems <laughs> oh. awfully similar to his last story about something he wore, which is also I got it in Spain and I didn't think anyone else would wear it. Right. And B, if you're a photographer, like an official photographer like at you an need event, that. you need that or else you aren't going to be able to like continue doing your job. Right. Um, so but I, I'm very skeptical. But I love it all. I, like.
2: <laughs> we get so caught up in this dumb stuff with this with this league and try to buy, find all these hidden messages. And yet Russ is just saying, here, have them. Have these hidden messages. Have these subtle shots I'm taking at him. By the way, I'm going to go sc- score 37 points a game and give you a show.
1: Jay Yeoman says, I know Tim Fraser came from the Blazers and he was a great passer in the D League. Some good, Fair. some quality knowledge. That's some
2: good knowledge. I will, I will accept that.
1: I, I'm glad that our listeners are smart. Like, that's it's fun <laughs> to talk Someone to you. I just today.
2: said, G underscore failure said, just got a DM from Magic. Guess what? Magic hates you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this Magic I Johnson? Just, I
2: think just Magic in oh. general. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: the Orlando Magic? Or just
2: uh, I don't think the Magic hate me. They've always been hospitable when I've gone to the Amway Center, or Amway Arena, whatever it's called.
1: Well, they Amway won't, something. Am- Amway's not going <laughs> to. That's be a, a fan. nice arena, by the way. I've heard it's great, uh, brilliant things. Yeah, and uh, i probably never I shook
2: gonna go. Magic Johnson's hand once. Okay, at a fundraiser. Really? Yeah.
1: I. Impressions. <laughs>
2: uh, he was big guy. Okay. And he was very nice. And my this was like I had been writing for like four months, and like not professionally. Like this is my own yeah. little blog. And my dad was with my dad was with me because we were at this fundraiser, and they're trying to get my dad to tell his union to vote a certain way. Um, and so Magic Johnson is there, and he and I shake Magic's hand. I'm like beaming because like NBA nerd yeah. got to shake Magic Johnson's hand. Super cool. And I look back, and my dad is talking to me. He's like, "Oh, my, by the way, my son has this website, Talk Hoops. I'm like, "Please do not tell Magic Johnson about my website." <laughs> yeah, that was not a that was not something that I was prepared for. So embarrassing. For. Yeah. But thanks, Dad. You're the best. I don't think he went to it.
1: it didn't go to TalkHoops. I, hoops. I, I dot can't com. imagine.
2: Yeah, TalkHoops.net. Thank you dot very net. much. Sorry. Yeah.
1: What, what was that? TalkHoops.com. I don't know, but
2: it was taken. <laughs> I know that.
1: <laughs> uh, other NBA stories. First of all, the Sixers are kind of fun, mostly because Joel Embiid. All exists.
2: in. All in.
1: Uh, I love them. They're now announcing Embiid as Joel Embiid. Sorry, Joel the Process Embiid, yep. which is brilliant for a team that just fired the guy behind the process before, six months ago. Before I guess you, he left, but whatever.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of pushed out. But yeah. uh, before you go check out a TNT for a Warriors Thunder game tonight, uh, go read Lee Jenkins Sports Illustrated piece on Joel Embiid. If you haven't read it yet, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's just a great look into him.
1: He's just so good. I, I thought uh, Steve Clifford's quote on Patrick Ewing, their assistant coach, you know, going in doing some film study on the Sixers, coming out and being like, this guy might be the best center in the league. <laughs> he's really good. Like you know me, I'm all
2: in on Cat, and I and I think Joel could be the guy. Like he, he's he's that good. Yeah. Here is per thirty six numbers. Uh, twenty nine twenty nine point seven points, ten point nine rebounds, two point three assists, four point six blocks.
1: Well, well that's, that would do it. That's good. How many minutes a game is also, he
2: playing right now? Also 6.3 turnovers. Well, <laughs> so he's <laughs> giving the ball away a little bit. He's trying out there. Yeah, uh, he's playing 21 minutes a game. Okay. Yeah.
1: He's good. More Embiid. Stupid good. Uh, Yeah, I, a big fan. Also out east, uh, the Knicks are still in this weird thing where they don't know who they are. <sighs> a, is Kristaps Porzingis their best player?
2: No, it's still Carmelo, but okay. it's it's getting pretty close.
1: And B, uh, how good is Derrick Rose? He sucks. He's a very bad player.
2: Flat out sucks.
1: One day, can Alfred Payton be better than him? In- is Alfred Payton better than him now?
2: No, but it's that's also getting close. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean,
2: he's just... Like, I just don't think he impacts the game in any way. And his numbers aren't bad. Like, 16 points a game... Well, all right. Sixteen point three points a game on sixteen point three shots a game. That's too many. That's too many shots. Yeah. I mean he's shooting forty four percent from the field, fine. Twenty five percent from three, predictable. Eighty five (laughs) percent from the line, but he only gets the line less than two times a game. Yikes. Um two and a half assists, like and maybe that's triangle. Maybe that's triangle based, but like you think like get a stop, push the ball, you can make a play for somebody.
1: Anyone can get two and a half points, you know, like two and a half assists per game. you look at like, you know,
2: Carmelo's getting two and a half assists a game, so
1: well, I mean, what is... I don't know. What's Robin Lopez getting?
2: Uh, he's not on that team. He's not on that team. But <laughs> he's not on
1: that team anymore. That was a trade. But uh, if Robin Lopez traded to the Bulls as getting more assists than Eric Rose... Right. Then Robin Lopez,
2: concerned. 1.3 again. Uh, right, Jimmy bad. Butler, 2.5. Doug McDermott's getting 2.3. There you go. There, there's, there's your example. That's my set I yeah. wanted. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like no. Derek Rose like, can probably still put up semi-impressive individual numbers yeah. but i just don't think there's an impact on the game but
1: like so many players could if you give him that many possessions oh, right? absolutely like, you, you throw aaron brooks out there and yeah, give him 16 shots he and would, he's scoring 16.3 points
2: more probably like <laughs> he's he's a better shooter yeah so, I mean, he, and
1: and if he's not uh, if he's not assisting if he's not defending that well look, i like, think this what, is what's your upside i used to
2: reserve this for michael beasley i think this is a legitimate thing to track like will derrick rose have more shots than than points this year more shot attempts than points He's at 65-65 right now. Could be. I think he, w- I think he probably will. What was Kobe
1: at last year, by the way? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think Kobe was Kobe way over. Kobe's last season was incredible.
2: It was really remarkable. Uh, Kobe last year had 1,113 shots. Oh, 1,161 points yeah, in did your it. face.
1: He did it. Yeah. Congrats, Kobe. Good
2: job, Kobe. <laughs> Enjoy retirement.
1: Uh any other random NBA topics you want to talk about before I break? Um You know what? Uh
2: the Timberwolves, who are near and dear to my heart, yeah. are like one of the worst third quarter teams I've ever seen. Why is that? I have I I I kinda think it's their youth. Like I think this is where their youth is shown, is that they can have good starts to the game and then and then I think they just assume that that is going to carry over. Like, hey, we've been playing well. We're going to carry over, whereas most NBA teams would try to make adjustments, take things away, and I don't think they responded that, is that well. that a coaching thing? I don't know. I feel like Tom Thibodeau is a pretty good coach, yeah. right? Like a, a guy who would keep them like focused. Like I'm not doubting that they are adjustments. I'm doubting that they are embracing the adjustments because yeah. they kind of think, like, oh, things are going really well. This is just going to continue. Okay. I think that that's – I don't know. That could be wrong. It's also been four games, so who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, they were a bad – bench team last year right exactly because they had a bad bench this year I think they still have a bad thinner yeah it's Um,
2: it's thin but it's not I mean it's probably it's definitely better than it was last year like tonight's game against the against the Nuggets 30 they lost 33 to 14 in the third quarter that's bad but they've rebounded in the fourth quarter 21 11 I just think of that game by the way they're down 99 96 with 243 left
1: anything is possible
2: anything's possible cat very good 31 points 14 rebounds wow yeah Okay. He's good. <laughs> I just want to see him and Joel Embiid in nine straight finals. I want to. That's see, what I want to see.
1: That needs to be an All Star game. Is is thing is one on one contest between?
2: Oh, okay.
1: Right. Like, what Ooh. if you had a one on one tournament with like eight random players?
2: If you could, if you could bet a thousand dollars right now, whether you have the money or not to bet, you could bet a thousand dollars that Joel Embiid will be in the skills competition this All Star weekend. I would absolutely I would that money. That, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: If Cat was last year, yeah, yeah I mean, he wants to be better than Cat, and he wants has to show his skills, skills, right? Yeah. And
2: he wants to show he has the skills. More yeah. importantly, not that he wins it, just that he's in the competition. I do it. There's a chance that he gets injured and isn't able to participate, but yeah, he's he's just. I fun. love the big man. Quirk, I want him by in the, the three way, point the contest. Yeah, oh, I love the big man edition. That's uh, it was boring before. I didn't care yeah, seeing yeah. Tony Parker limp his way through a. Uh, obstacle course.
1: It's weird how the big men care more in the skills <laughs> they competition. They care way more like right.
2: Isaiah Thomas was the only guy for the guards that cared. Yeah. But Cat yeah. wanted it. Boogie wanted it. Joel will want it.
1: Anyway we got to take a break on the other side we're going actually around the NBA talking about the all the extensions that we saw this week Uh, we saw four or five. We even had an NBA trade that we'll talk about yeah. we have opinions takes on
2: involving Joel Embiid's team
1: and heck even league wide award ceremonies. Yes. Lots of that. Actually, no, I'm not pro that. We'll talk about that next
0: segment. (laughs) Next here on the Salt City Hoops show on ESPN 700. From coast to coast, this is Around the NBA on Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome into Around the NBA here on ESPN 700. First of all, quick update on the TNT game going on right now. Cleveland... Cavaliers lead the Boston Celtics 117 109 with 249 left. Does look like the Cats are going to win that game. Um, Nobody Tyler cares Zomar. about this
2: game. Everybody just wants Warriors Thunder.
1: Everyone's very excited about Warriors Thunder next because it's the matchup between Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh and Russ is very Russ is great. He loves he, he loves being the center of attention. He is
2: accepting of the moment. Yeah. That's what
1: I would say. And you know, Kevin Durant isn't. And it's it's not anything about their basketball abilities, right? but in terms of sheer entertainment to you and I, point Russell Westbrook.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, Thunder, let's talk about some of these extensions, by the way, two of them from the Oklahoma City Thunder. First, Steven Adams locked up for four years, $100 million, uh, and Victor Oladipo locked up for four years, $84 million. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, I think it's... The right move.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about with the Rudy Gobert extension yeah. earlier, where you have good young talent. Uh, you made moves for good young talent. You should probably try to keep that good young talent right. around, or else it's going to go away. Yeah, and
2: I think like maybe some people like kind of bristle at a hundred million dollars for Stephen Adams. I think he's very much worthy of it. Um, I think he's one of the better centers in the NBA. I think they'll. Yeah, already. They'll, yeah, they'll, I think they'll continue to allow him to do more, and I think he can do more. Um, I think he's a great defensive presence. You know, he's not Rudy Gobert at the rim, but he's he's still pretty good in terms of team defense. Uh, Oladipo, I think maybe is a trickier one for people because he was so inconsistent in Orlando. I just think, no, no offense to Orlando, but like I just think he's a part of a real organization now. Yeah, and that he's going to blossom.
1: It's hard to figure out guys. You know, it's it that. The Thunder had to make this decision with five regular season games, or I guess four regular season games of of Oladipo in their system is hard. Yeah. But, you know, I guess you made the trade for him knowing that you would try to make this extension probably. Yeah,
2: exactly. And the the possibility of him playing into that contract and making it worth it, it's not really that crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. Do you think he gets that in the open market this summer? Yeah,
2: I think he probably would have gotten a max. Okay. Well, I mean, Bradley, like, Bradley Beal is better than him, but how much better is Bradley Beal? especially factor Some. in the, factor in the yeah. injuries though like you know like you would you take 82 games of Victor Oladipo or 60 games of Bradley Beal I'd probably take 82 of Oladipo.
1: Fair question Yeah Uh obviously Jazz locked up Rudy Gobert for 4 years 102 million Wolves gave Gorgie Jing 4 years and 64 million dollars worth it
2: surprising to me I really thought he was going to get more Um I-, I thought he would get 20 a year uh based on just going to restricted free agency and someone throwing a huge offer sheet at him mm. Uh he said that he wanted to stay there. It wasn't about the money. Probably easy to say when you're getting sixteen million dollars <laughs> yeah. a year. Uh but I, I do genuinely believe that too. Like he really likes it in Minnesota. He really likes being a part of that team. Um I don't think it's crazy for him to play into that contract. He's not the defender people assume he is after what he did at Louisville. Uh but he can get there, especially under Thibodeau.
1: Okay. Uh and Hornets gave Cody Zeller a four years fifty six million dollar deal.
2: Yeah, I think it's an easy I think that's an easy extension yeah. to give him. Like he's a good rotation big um even if he's only your third big man moving forward like all right so what is that 14 million dollars a year for a rotation big like that's kind of what it costs right right i mean i think he's a good player he can hit jumpers he can run the floor good athlete uh you know a solid pick and roll defender like i think it's a smart move
1: contavious caldwell pope Otto porter newlands noel and alex len are all restricted free agents they did not get extensions uh I do wonder what the Sixers do with New Orleans and in particular whether they trade him at the trade deadline right. this year or, you know, heck, if they don't then you have to decide whether or not to match a deal, uh, match an offer for him or let one of your top picks go for nothing in the end. It's yeah. It's not very asset-oriented.
2: It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with KCP in Detroit mm-hmm. um, and what kind of money he's able to command in the open market. That could be a crazy yeah, contract we're not really prepared he's not for.
1: he's good. I don't know. He's he's I, a
2: good defender. You, okay. I think he's an excellent defender. He He's a shooter who can't shoot, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know how good he is on offense, but I think he's an excellent defender. Uh I don't think Porter's that good. No. Um Alex Len is weird. He had one good playoff series. right on a yeah. Uh Alex Len's a weird one to figure I can't tell if he's getting empty stats or if he's just on an empty team.
1: I you know, I think he gets at least Jang's deal. You know, probably Oh, you
2: should get more than that, I would think. Like yeah. I would think he would get twenty a year. Um and then yeah, Nerlens will probably be traded because they just added a power forward.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. Uh speaking of which there was a trade in the n b a this week yes earth on going to the philadelphia seventy sixers as well as a protected first round pick uh for jeremy grant, who uh now joins the defender solid defender uh yeah kinda i don't know he's he's not a shooter, a good slasher cutter right player. i
2: think they like him the idea of him especially in that second unit where uh you play him with laverne, you play him with uh with cantor or you play him with um, you know, a bit another big who can kind of hit a, hit a jumper, okay, and and that way Jeremy Grant gets to be the one at the at the rim, and with an athlete like him, like you can grab some offensive rebounds, you can throw some lobs, like you can play some defense. Like I think they really like the idea of him in the second unit as opposed to just like, hey, we got this young guy who maybe can. I don't think they have any plans of like him becoming a starter.
1: Yeah, I mean, he scares me a lot because he is a Sixer, right, and so got so much of the the opportunities that he did because of yeah, the lack for of sure, talent right. around him. Uh, I you know, and the lack of shooting continues to worry me just because uh, it's weird what the Thunder are doing where they are signing a lot of non-shooters yeah. and building their roster in that way. So, you know, it, it's not a spacing thing. Is it's it, all about offensive rebounds. It's all yeah. about cutting to the I mean, basket and being athletic. I mean, it's kind of
2: Pacers-ish, like the David West, Roy Hibbert, Paul George, Lance Stevenson, George Hill Pacers in that. Okay. I mean, it kind of is though, right? Like they're just saying we have these athletes, we have this length, we have the size you have to score against that. Yeah. Um. We're okay if we're not a good three-point shooting team because we think we'll get offensive rebounds and we'll live at the free throw line. Yeah. I don't know that's a great strategy, but it's kinda, it kind of seems to be what it is.
1: Yeah. I, I. I felt like that Pacers team was more built on accident than in that way. Yeah. You know. because fair. You know. You draft well, Roy Hibbert. You draft Paul George. And yeah. that's that's a team you end up with. Thunder
2: probably weren't planning on losing Kevin Durant though. Right. You yeah. know.
1: True. True and you know they made the deal for Oladipo before, before yeah. Kevin Durant and i i mean i guess you traded for Jeremy Grant now so that's that
2: is definitely <laughs> intentional in the post Kevin Durant era.
1: Do you think Harrison Eli Silva works for the Sixers?
2: Yeah, he's a big man who can shoot. Yeah. yeah. Like i think that's kind of what Brett Brown wants.
1: It's weird cuz he's another big man, right? But yeah. I, I do think that it makes sense to play four up one out or one in one side one inside four outside with yeah. uh guys like Joel Embiid and and Jalen Okafor yeah. and, and space of floor around. Him. Absolutely. Uh, NBA announced that they're doing instead of announcing the various league awards throughout the playoffs, they're just going to do one big award show after the NBA finals. Uh, that'll be fun, I guess. Like, I I kind of like the idea of having just one award show where everything is announced. I think it's more likely than not that this gets leaked by Woj like right. two weeks before right. it actually happens. But
2: uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. You're not? No, I think it's stupid. I think it's like kind of gimmicky. Yeah. I think it's because the player... I know they've talked about this prior to the players having their own awards ceremony in Vegas that no one goes to. Yeah. Um. But That flopped big time. Yeah, and then, and then they moved it to social media, right? Yeah. Um. But I just think, like, I think you're missing... Like, there is... Granted, this is not every year, but there are times where a guy who won MVP over a guy who maybe should have won MVP face each other in the playoffs. Mm, you're missing out on I that. Th- and narrative. you're missing out on that. And, like, Makes sense. maybe that doesn't happen every year maybe doesn't happen every five years but how much do we remember that Hakeem Olajuwon David Robinson thing you know like that is folklore in the NBA Mm -hmm. you're eliminating that like how much do we remember you know how long are we going to remember Steph Curry being unanimous MVP and LeBron James who didn't get probably enough credit um, last season because we just assume he's going to be that good all the time going in and ruining historically a championship season for the war like I think that stuff matters and if it happens once every 10 years so be it you've now eliminated it from the future
1: that's it's a good good take thank you solid <laughs> solid work there zach someone should give you a job uh <laughs> ray allen retired and uh, announced his retirement this week he's obviously yeah. not been playing for the last couple of years
2: um so i get, interesting thing is does does the the hall of fame recognize his retirement now or from his last game play because if it's now it
1: should be last game played right
2: well I, it should be but he has been like kind of rumored to be joining these teams here and there like they could but they could do that and then all of a sudden like he's joining with Kobe and Re- and KG and Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah. Um I mean is it better if that class is amazing or if for Ray Allen you, you get overshadowed?
2: Right, you probably don't need it to be better than KG, Duncan and Kobe, right? right. That's probably star studded enough. Yeah. Um Yeah, maybe you want to celebrate Ray a little bit more than you, than yeah, you normally I, I, would. I
1: think you you know, give him the benefit of the doubt and say yeah. this is when your career ended here's a question i have five for you years
2: from that so they do these clips before the guy goes up on stage and and gives a speech uh-huh does a clip of he got game make it into this this highlight video it
1: should look this is a basketball hall of fame right yeah. like that's part of ray allen's legacy yeah i, I jesus I,
2: Shuttlesworth. i mean they, people literally refer to him as the character right
1: so, all right i think that's absolutely fair you know if this is the nba hall of fame maybe not. and still why not
2: no yeah still I mean, uh, he did have Kazam
1: for Shaq. Did, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have Shuttlesworth on a, on those like nickname jerseys? Yeah, yeah. So all right, there you go. So I guess it does.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's totally fair. Like all right. I, you know, assuming they can get the rights, which you yeah. know, why not?
2: Steph Curry said that he thinks Ray Allen's the greatest shooter of all time. Is that really diplomatic, or does he really believe that?
1: Uh, I think he wants that to change. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think there's any way you can shoot a ball like Steph Curry does and think that anyone is better than you, right? Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, you no, can I, pretend to be humble as much as you want.
1: But I think, yeah, exactly. You can pretend to be humble, but I also think, you know, you you've got until you get the record, yeah, uh, at least the all time record, then yeah. you, you you can still point to something at least.
2: Here's a potentially inflammatory question okay. that we were, didn't plan for: Was Derrick Rose humble all these years, or or is he just stupid?
1: Uh, little call A, little column B. Because the
2: Bulls really didn't let him talk a whole lot. And now that he's in New York, like the Knicks are kind of learning you shouldn't let Derek Rose talk.
1: It's like how does that work from a from a media point of view? Is it just like you don't get him pregame game or right. shoot around, yeah. you don't get him post-game? Like how uh, how hey, far Derek, did this go? Go take
2: a f- go take a 40 minute shower. Okay. And then and if it's a weird media, thing to tell media another media man, st- man to do. Well, I don't know. KG used to take a long shower after <laughs> games. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, if we got to take a break on the other hand, <laughs> Uh I I oh, I'll I don't know the answer to your question. I
2: feel like I do, but I don't know that it's fair <laughs> to say. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> we got to take a break on the other side. We've got some meta world peace news uh and weirdness that we want to talk about to end the show. Next on the Salt City Hoop Show on ESPN 700. <laughs>
0: The home of the best Utah jazz and NBA breakdown is right here. This is Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Number one, first floor. Basketball is my favorite
1: sport. I like the way to Curtis uh, Blow is so great. Great. Great song. Yep. Met- meta World Peace of the Los Angeles Lakers, who, by the way, is still in the NBA and the Lakers continue to like, put him in games, which is, is kind of funny given where they are as a franchise and where meta World Peace is as a, as a player. He, he loves basketball. Uh, but he does love basketball. Yeah. In fact, uh, he loves it so much that he made a free throw. This week, and then just yelled, I love basketball. We've got it on tape, actually. And he I love basketball. Yep. <laughs> what? Like, just after a free throw, this isn't a dunk. This isn't like after a win. This is like in the second quarter of a Lakers game. I love yep.
2: He loves basketball. He's overwhelmed <laughs> by the moment of hitting a free throw, which, I, I mean, basketball. I agree with him.
1: Do you do you yell it after free throws?
2: Uh, no. How often do
1: you take free throws.
2: I mean, I'm playing a whole lot of competitive games yeah, anymore, yeah. so uh, yeah. But like, I would do that. I would yell, "I love basketball!" After I made free throw, if I get a rec league <laughs> this winter, that's gonna be me.
1: Is that I, that might be my team name. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we love basketball. Uh, also in Meta World Peace News this week, he said a ghost touched him inappropriately at the famously haunted Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City where the Lakers stayed the past uh, uh this past week. So ghosts are not real, right? Do you I, have any ghostly experiences? I went to
2: I I didn't go I mean I didn't intentionally go there. I stayed at a allegedly haunted hotel in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was told the story of, I don't know, some guy murdered his wife or something yeah. and jumped out of the window or whatever. Uh, and so I went in, like, expecting, like, oh, cool, maybe I'll have, like, some eerie vibe. Slept as soundly <laughs> as I've ever slept.
1: So maybe it goes the other way sometimes. Maybe someone right, maybe gets I'm, murdered. Maybe and... I
2: shouldn't be expecting it. Oh. oh. I
1: bet Meta World Peace was expecting I'm it, sure though.
2: I'm <laughs> sure he was. I would almost guarantee.
1: Here's what I don't get. Like, so, A, if this... Hotel is haunted, and all the NBA players hate it. Why do they continue to book teams there? Because
2: it's the best hotel there, I think.
1: That's probably true, but right is it is it worth it? If if you're being touched inappropriately, that's that's a real shame.
2: Right. Well, didn't Kyrie say he got like bed bugs from that hotel in OKC? Yeah. Am I thinking of the same place?
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
2: so th- not only are they haunted, they're infected. Yeah. The New York Times infested? did an
1: article in 2014 about uh, how how this was going down, and apparently. There's a former housekeeper named Effie who uh, purportedly loves to mess with guests. That does sound just like if if you wanted to... Uh, I'm going to make a swear word joke here, so I probably <laughs> shouldn't on the air. If you wanted to Effie with someone, right. then that's what you would name the ghost.
2: Sure. I'm, I'm pro... I don't, I like, don't buy it. I look, buy it. I think it's like there's a story that Kobe was was food poisoned in Sacramento before a playoff game? I think that's wrong. But if you want to start like haunt- Michael
1: Jordan was food poisoned here before his flu game. That's that's the all-time I classic. I think Michael food Jordan probably
2: sorry. was 5 hours away from Las Vegas and that's what <laughs> happened. That's what I think. Um, but I would say that if you're going to mess with an, an opposing team by haunting the hotel, I'm in on that. Don't food poison them.
1: But yeah. Just haunt it. Tap on a wall. How does that work? Oh, just okay.
2: Remote control faucets? Ooh. Did I just invent that, or is that a real thing?
1: Should <laughs> <laughs> be a real thing. Uh, this the Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook game is starting now. The Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. versus the Golden State Warriors. Your prediction for what happens tonight?
2: Warriors by eleven.
1: Okay. Warriors Ru- are Ru- at home.
2: Russ scores forty. Yeah, I think Russ is yeah. scoring forty.
1: Like, <laughs> that's not even bold. I, I think. I mean, the man averaged thirty-seven points so far this season. Thirty-seven points a game.
2: Okay, so if he averaged thirty-five, this would break him into the top ten scoring seasons all time. Okay. Does he? Do you think he can do that? Not like, can. Do you think he will? For the rest of the season. Yeah. No. Thirty three would put him top twenty all time. I think thirty three is a lot. Thirty three Yeah. I think it's a lot. He's
1: had thirty three. Uh, he had his lowest scoring so far game so far is thirty two. Yeah. So. I mean, he, he, you you think
2: he has to slow down at some point, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Why? He took forty four shots in an overtime game. <laughs> Why would he slow down?
1: That's that's esque Yeah. <laughs> We've, hammered on the scope of last 17 year. Seventeen of forty
2: four. Which to some people were like, Oh, well if I took forty four shots in a game, I could score fifty points. No. You couldn't take forty four shots in a no. game. There's like nine guys in the nba who could take 44 shots in a game
1: so we talked about that earlier with derrick rose right like if aaron brooks took 16 shots a game he could get 16 points yeah do you think aaron brooks could take 44 shots a game no, i don't
2: think he'd get 44 off okay yeah that's, i think his, I think his arms would go tired
1: also he's 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 the lightest player in the nba 160 pounds i learned right. that on jody Guinness's blog today
2: tyler ulis is heavier than him
1: uh maybe i don't Ooh, know i don't know i we think, should, ti- I think tyler
2: ulis is like 98 pounds he's, <laughs> a, small, he's a small guy
1: uh, he's 150 pounds. So okay. Jody's blog was wrong. I take. I mean, I mean I Tyler.
2: Tyler's a second round pick. In, you know, yeah, barely on a team.
1: Right. So that that may have been at his roster's last season. Uh, I was excited when Marcus Page was announced to be participating with the dunk con- the dunk team last night as part of the yeah. Stars affiliate night or whatever. Didn't dunk. No. Very disappointed. Threw Just a pass. assisted. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that's
2: safe. Yeah. I think that's a smart thing. As much I, as we want I to see, I agree
1: that that's safe. It's not fun.
2: There was the time Gilbert Arenas went off a trampoline. with I think he had a bet with Shaq.
1: Really? In an I, All-Star game. I, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. What, what happened? I think he did it. I mean, he can dunk regularly. I'm not convinced Marcus Page can.
2: Right. Well, I don't, I don't know. J.J. J. Barea can dunk. That's always my brother okay. is like, all right, J.J. J. Barea can dunk. T.J. McConnell can dunk.
1: Danny? I didn't know that either. I, think,
2: I, think, I may have lied there. <laughs> I thought I saw a headline of a video saying... That T.J. McConnell dunked in like a practice or something.
1: Okay, very possible. I just lied. <laughs> we, I mean, we should we should look don't at, don't fact check lied, that. Just we, believe yeah, it. We lied about the Aaron Brooks fact. Yeah, I know it's J.J. I know J.J.
2: Barea can dunk though, or at least he could as of two years ago.
1: Uh, exciting Jazz schedule coming up. They've playing the Spurs on in Friday on Friday. Yeah, on yeah, Friday, on Friday tomorrow night <laughs> in Salt Lake City. <laughs> tomorrow night here. Uh, rematch. I think the Spurs come out hard in that game yeah. looking for a rematch and because they don't ever lose at home.
2: If the Jazz win this game, 60 wins. Wow. I don't know that I believe that, but <laughs> a lot
1: of wins. <laughs> a lot of lies on this show. A lot of lies. Alright, well that wraps it up. We'll, we're done lying to you. Uh, election season's done. That's our excuse for all the lying. It's it's right. almost almost, almost done. done. By the time we have Next another show. Be great. Next week we don't have a show, but right. in two weeks we'll have half a show because uh, the Jazz play on TNT that yeah, week. Yeah, so play the Bulls. FYI. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's a classic old-school matchup. The
2: Juggernaut Bulls.
1: If you want to listen to more of the Salt City Hoop show, you can listen to our show as a podcast. You can download it on saltcityhoops.com or ESPN700sports.com. You can also listen to us on the ESPN700 app, on iTunes, Stitcher, and you know wherever else you get your podcasts. Any, any podcast. I'm Andy Larson for Zach Harper. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. This has been the Salt City Hoop show right here on ESPN700.